0: Okay, this morning I wanted to um, I wanted to share with you um, why we're doing our honors night. So we've talked about this honors night that's in three weeks' time, and I, I'm going to talk about it as I go through. But I want to share with you why we're bothering to do it and in the process, hopefully, share a few thoughts with you. Because um, we don't just do things for the sake of it or because we think it might be a good idea or because we think, oh, we best do something for Christmas. What can we do? Um, it is actually thought through and rooted in something else and something other because um, everything we do flows out of our vision and our values it's a way of, of expressing the heart of the house and what we do and I just want to re- remind you of what that is so so this is the vision of this house it comes from Ephesians 4:11 11 and 16 and it's actually there's eight things written around the room and those things are the eight aspects of our vision so Ephesians 4 says he himself Give some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things in Him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So that passage has been at the core of everything we've done since uh, CLC was ever started, however many years ago. Um, and it's gonna stay that way as long as I have anything to do with it. Um, but I just want to highlight a couple of them and talk about this, this honors night that we've been talking about and what it actually is. So, um, on the 4th, Saturday the 4th of December, uh, we're gonna celebrate each other. That's the plan. We're gonna celebrate each other. Um, we want you to know that you are valued and that people in this family have seen you as you are and want to encourage you because of it. It's simply an evening to celebrate each other and give thanks for each other and recognize the incredible gifts, qualities, and character that exists in our family. Because you are all wonderful. But as I'll show you in a few moments, we don't find it easy to hear that we are wonderful. And we are not naturally disposed to tell each other that we're wonderful. We're actually naturally disposed to do the opposite, psychologically, which I'll show you in a minute. So we're gonna have some, some live music, a little live band that we're putting together. Uh, we're gonna have some lovely finger food, a couple of volavons and all that. If that's what you like, um, it's just posh in it if you have volivants? <laughs> it's least for me, anyway. Um, some lovely drinks. We're going to make this building very pretty, uh, or prettier than it already is, and welcoming. And we're going to enjoy telling each other why we think each other is wonderful. And um, uh, we're going to. We are asking you to nominate people and tell us why you think they're wonderful and deserve celebrating, Uh, hence that's the post box at the back and the forms, and then that's actually going to be available online as well from tomorrow, but I'll tell you about that later on. Um, And then we're going to celebrate you, and in a a way that is appropriate for you, uh, because we know some people love being the center of attention, some people think the idea of walking down an aisle with lights blazing (laughs) is the best thing ever, (laughs) and they cannot wait. Other people, that's their idea of hell. So, we understand that. So, of course, we're not going to... So, you might think, well, I just want to sit at the back and not move anywhere. That's fine. We can do it like that. We understand that. So, don't worry. We're not going to ask you to get up and stand and do a dance and all that, okay? But we just want the opportunity to tell you that you are wonderful in a way that you will appreciate, okay? We are not that dense as to not understand that not everybody wants to stand upon a stage and do a twirl, okay? <laughs> But we understand for some people, they go, yeah, I can bring it on, I want that, and that's okay. That's not, they're, they're just different. Some people are extroverted, some people are introverted. Some people love being making a big deal off, other people just go, I just want to slink into the background and that's all all right. Okay. <laughs> just thought getting get that one out of the way. Because I'm aware that this whole thing, you see, brings up all sorts of questions in people, but also, this is why we do this sort of thing. Because i, I don 't let an opportunity go by without challenging you and prodding you and provoking you a little bit. that 's why you all love me so much. Um, <laughs> so the fact that it prods you and pokes you a little bit is great that's all part of it as well could could, could you know well what if, what if nobody nominates me? I know all these questions. What if somebody nominates somebody else ten times and I don't get a nomination? Listen if you 're going to be here we 're going to celebrate you. Let me worry about that, okay And you please help me by nominating lots of people, okay. But um, but listen, I just have a heart, we have a heart, Faye and I and the leadership team have a heart that we're a family and that we want to be together to celebrate as a family. Let your family celebrate you. Let those who love you celebrate you. Let other people hear how fantastic you are who don't really know you. Have an opportunity to say, hey, this person did this for me. And it do not have to, we've said this before, think back over the whole year. It do not have to be a big thing. It can just be, Even it can be last year, in lockdown, somebody bothered to stay in touch with me. In lockdown, somebody came and entered my home, even though they weren't supposed to. But I was living on my own, and I had nobody, and that meant the world to me. Little things like that. There's all sorts of ways. We've just got to get our brains into gear, as I'll show you in a minute, to think in that way. Um, So part of our vision, of course, is that you would be equipped for your work of ministry. And your ministry, of course, is wherever you find yourself. So wherever you are called to the world, that is your ministry. I'm not talking about a job or a church or anything like that. It's about where you find yourself in the world. That is your ministry and what God's given you. Um, And so I guess you could say this, that in one sense our vision, the whole idea and heart of this house is to equip you to be the person you are called to be in the world. And then release you to go and get on with it. That's my heart. My heart is not to get you tied up in all sorts of jobs in church, which is why we don't do all sorts of stuff as a church, because I'm more bothered about equipping you to go and do what God's called you to do and do it well and send you out there and go do it. Um, It's about building the character in you to enable you to do whatever you call it do to the very best of your ability. Of course, though, we also recognize the need and the biblical mandate to serve the poor and the needy and to reach out, which is why we're a part of Shipley Christians Together, which is a charity of 12 other churches all in Shipley, um, of which I'm a trustee of. And through that, we run a cap debt center, we run a food bank, we run a Bible store, we do, we do all sorts of stuff. So, and I actually think it's wonderful because of those 12 different churches, they all work together, they all put money together to fund the debt center, so the debt centre in Shipley is funded by us, it's funded by City Valley Church, it's funded by the Baptists, the Methodists, the Anglicans, all those churches coming together to fund a debt centre in prayer and finance. That's special. You don't realise how special that is. But it happens in our town. It's wonderful. That's where and it has Shipley Christians together on its name. Don't have the Baptist Church or CLC on it. That's what we're doing. And I'm excited about that stuff because I think that's how it's meant to be. Shouldn't we be meeting the needs of the town together, sharing our resources, sharing our things and doing more of that? We just, we, you've got to pray as well. We're just getting all, our, all the youth leaders together from the different churches and looking at what we can do as a town, youth-wise as well. There's some exciting stuff going on in our town. But of course, it doesn't have our name on it and I thank God for that. I don't want my name on it. I don't want CLC's name on it. I want Christians, Jesus' name on it. And wonderfully, we're in a place where we are actually doing it. So, so it's a part of our vision is to, is to build people up, to encourage people. Uh, that's what that edifying means on the light over there. It means to build people up. Because it's no good giving you some tools to go and do what you're called to do without also telling you you are more than capable to do it. It's no good training somebody up but not believing in them. It's no good equipping somebody if you don't also put people with them who can walk that journey and tell them you can make it and get there. It's a massive part of the journey. So, of course, we sum up our vision, the words restored to restore, because ultimately it's about restoring people to their original design as lovers of Jesus, lovers of themselves, and lovers of those around them. Of course, one of the ways, that com- it comes about in all sorts of ways, but one of the ways is, uh, is by being strong on seeing the good all around you and helping you and teaching you to see yourself and those around you as Jesus sees you and those around you. First of all, you've got to learn to see yourself as Jesus sees you and stop beating yourself up because he does not do that. And then you've got to learn to see everybody else as Jesus sees them, which means not beating them up because he does not beat them up either. And of course, one of the, one of the words, ways to do that is it, it demands that we speak, think, and act based on what I call the gold, the goodness we see, as opposed to the grit, the not-so-good things that we see in those around us. So one of the ways that we uh, encourage and build out this vision for you to be restored, because you see, when Jesus looks, he doesn't see the grit, he sees the gold. When Jesus looks at you right now, he's fully aware that there are things not quite right, but that's not his focus, because according to him, you are robed in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. So when he looks at you, he sees the robe, he doesn't see the grit. Well, if we're going to be like him and look like him, we best start thinking and acting like the same. Which again is one of the reasons why this honor night is great, because it forces you to think like that. Where's the gold? I'm going to sit down and think, okay, where's 10 people I'm going to find the gold in? See, it's it's clever, isn't it? I'm clever. It's all worked out to help you, to provoke you, to get you thinking in these ways. Actually, I'm not clever because it wasn't my idea, but the leadership team are very clever. And of course, choosing to call out the gold as opposed to the grit is hugely challenging in our culture because there is much division, much polarization, much separation, and often, the issues of our day are painted as either or. So there's no middle ground anymore in our debate. Certainly in our political debate, there's no middle ground at all. And, and now you can be suspended from your job for one tweet you sent 12 years ago. So, and I'm sure, and, you know, that may have been very wrong, but it's just an example of, okay, we're gonna call out the grit we saw 12 years ago on one instance and forget the gold that's in between. That's the culture that we live in right now. It seems no matter how much good you've done, how much gold there is, if there's a tiny bit of grit, that'll get pointed out, and you may well lose your job because of it. And if you dare highlight the gold in somebody, the good they do, it won't be long before somebody points out the grit, as though it's impossible to point out gold without pointing out grit. But any grown-up understands there's gold and grit in everybody. All you have to do is look in the mirror. It's not complicated to understand that there's gold and grit in every single person. But if we are going to be a kingdom people, we've got to be people who point out the gold and not the grit. And we've got to be alert and alive to the culture in which we live. Because this polarization of society means that it's difficult to have a balanced view of somebody. It's either this or that, the good or bad, the racist or not, the homophobic or not. And it's like very like, that's it. But that's not real life, is it? Because we're all um, a smorgasbord of different things. We're all a mix of everything. A bit of ev- smorgasbord. It's like a beautiful meal of all sorts of different cheeses and meats, I think. If not, look it up. You'll find it. But listen, anybody who has any sense of maturity in their kingdom knows everybody's made up of golden grit. But again, one of the reasons posting the honor night is giving you opportunity to go, okay, I'm going to look for gold. See, see, this nomination is my idea of going, okay, go and look for some gold somewhere. Go and find some gold. Sit down and go, Lord, I want to find gold in five people. Help me. Because as you do that, your mind starts to be transformed about those people. And of course, we actually need help doing that. Because in, in, in the general day-to-day fight, um, No, let me read what I wrote. In your general day-to-day life, you fight a battle to listen to the good. So we actually need people to speak good over us as well, but psychologically, you need help because you have a thing in your brain called a negativity bias. Psychologically, you have a a literal negative bias. Uh, You are wired to pay more attention to the negative rather than the positive information. Your actual genes predispose you to give special attention to those negative aspects of your environment that could be harmful, basically to protect you. So it's your brain's way of keeping you safe, except it has some real negative consequences. So part of your brain is called the amygdala, or amygdala rather. That is like the alarm bell of your brain, and it uses about two-thirds of its neurons to look for bad news. So part of your brain is always on the lookout for a threat, for the bad news. And once it sounds the alarm, oh, there's some bad news there, there's a threat there, then negative events and experiences quickly get stored in your memory. In contrast to positive events and experiences, which usually need to be held in awareness for a dozen or more seconds to transfer into your memory. So if, you have a, if somebody gives you a negative comment, it's almost instantly transferred into your memory. If somebody gives you a positive comment, you have to think about it for about 12 seconds before that comment gets transferred into your memory banks. You can research it, psychologically. Or to put it more simply, you remember the negative much more easily than you remember the positive. Psychologically, neurologically. Not only do negative events and experiences imprint on your memory more quickly, but they also linger longer. So, for example, you might spend all day with a friend and have a wonderful time, but if they make one small comment that upsets you, you may end up remembering the day just for that comment. Think of when you get in from work or get in from your day, and somebody asks you how it's been. Think how easy it is to say the one negative, even though the rest of it was brilliant. Oh, yeah, we're all right, but... Most of us will very easily say the but. Say the challenge, the negative, the difficult thing. And we don't even think about it, but you just listen to yourself these next few days, how easy it is for you to to say that. Uh, Daniel Kamen, who's an incredible economist, designed some studies in which participants were asked to imagine either losing $50 or gaining $50. And he measured their emotional response. So it's the same amount of money. But... Losing $50 had a greater negative response than gaining $50 had a positive response. So let's say let's say on an emotional response, losing $50 was minus 10, gaining $50 was only plus five. Now you would expect there would be the same, same amount of money. Yeah, but that's not how your brain works. So you have to win like $100 to, to, so if you get really sad from losing $50, you have to win $100 to make you feel better. That's what casinos know. In other words, the negativity of losing something is far greater than the goodness of gaining something. This happens in people perception as well. Research found that if uh, you describe somebody to somebody else, you would give greater weight to their negative traits and their positive traits. All measurable. So you have this negative bias in you. And you, of course, are a human being, so you have the same challenges. You are wired in the same way, and yet, of course, there are some very clear instructions in the scriptures about what it means to love people, to see the best in them, to call out the gold in them. So unless you actively do something to do that, you will suffer from this negativity bias and you will naturally see the negative everywhere. That's just how you're wired. Unless you do something different. Unless you put your brain in gear and do something in a different way. Unless you actively seek out the gold. Which of course is one of the reasons why it's great to go, okay, where can I find the gold and what can I say? Okay. Here's why it's really important. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So initially, we were dust. And then we had the breath of life that upholds everything in us. Now when God breathes into us, that's not oxygen because he didn't breathe into any other animal and they lived. That's the spirit of God that he breathed into us. So every human being, I believe, has the spirit of God in them. There is nobody who is just skin and bone. Everyone is sustained by the breath of God. You can read Job, and multiple times in Job, it says that if God should inhale his breath, all man would die. Of course, some people have become aware of that truth, that they are sustained by the breath of God, and they thank Jesus for it, and they become what we call Christians, but other people are yet to embrace that truth. But whether they've embraced the truth or not, every single person is a home, a temple, a sanctuary and a dwelling place for the very breath of God. And he sees them as his royal kids, part of his royal family. So if the breath of God's in everybody and he sees them as his kids, really the call to Jesus is a call to come home. It's a call to recognize who dad is. It's not to find a new dad, it's just to become aware of who dad really is and say thank you for that dad. But you see, what what that means is this though, our calling is not to add value to someone worthless but to restore value to someone who's priceless. Every single person on this earth is priceless. And our calling is to restore the value that they have lost because we've all lost our real value. And one of the ways you restore their value is by calling out the gold in them. Because when we call out the grit, we diminish their value, we reduce their value, we disagree with the value God has placed on them. And we are not speaking his words and life because he is always calling out the gold. So our night is a deliberate attempt to remind you and get you thinking about the gold. It's a deliberate attempt to go, hey, let's overcome that negativity bias. Let's overcome that first thought that struggles to think positively about anybody. Let's overcome that first thought that always sees what people don't get right or whatever. And let's actually do something practically to overcome it and go, hey, I'm going to seek out the gold. I'm going to declare the gold. I'm going to write the gold. There's no reason why everybody in this house couldn't write five nominations. If you've been here more than six months, I'm sure you could write five nominations of people. Easily. So I want to encourage you, for your sake, not not really for their sake, although it will be beautiful because they'll be celebrating, but it'll do you good. It'll remind you to go hunting for gold. And that'll do you some good. The writer to the Hebrews tells us to encourage one another daily. I want to encourage you to be part of a time when we choose to look past the grit which we're so easily drawn to and celebrate and give thanks for the incredible goal that exists in each one of us. So real real practical. Um, Today, there are some paper forms at the back. You can write on them, put them in the post box or uh, from Monday, you'll also be able to do it online. Um, So online, you'll be able to nominate people um, and then that'll just send an email to Margaret. Um, or you'll be able to um, sign up to come as well, because we need to know who's coming. Or you'll be able to sign up to help as well, because we need help decorate in the place. Uh, we need to help getting you ready. We need to help tidy up afterwards. We need people to just prep some food or whatever. Um, so yeah, that'll all be in the email that we send you um, tomorrow. But that'll all be available. But I just want to encourage you, for your sake and the family's sake, what gold can you find, and what gold can you declare? Because there's something powerful about speaking out and telling each other that the gold that exists. And it doesn't happen in many places. And it should, have, it should of course, be an arm, but this is just a chance to take it to a whole other level. And I'm excited about being able to do it. I'm excited about just having an evening when we just realize how bright and shiny we all are. Amen. Amen.